Hello, brothers and sisters. Pastor Jason here. I want to talk to you this morning on something maybe a little bit different, but I want to talk to you about attending skills. Basically, the ability to be able to hear from someone and communicate with someone effectively. I do hope in the body of Christ that there are those that come to you that do want to talk to you about things, that do want to talk to you about issues of life, and I want to be able to help you better listen to those people. Now, this is a skill that I had to learn, and by the way, I'm still learning, but I have learned a few things about helping people and being able to listen to people that a lot of it I learned from a from a class that was called Basic Attending Skills, and, and really, uh, it was kind of a boring class, to tell you the truth. It wasn't a lot of Bible, and there wasn't a lot, but it was basically just about how to hear people, how to listen to people. Now, one of the things they did that I won't never forget, you know, it's been 10 years ago, but whenever uh, they set someone down in front of someone and they said, now you, you hear what I'm saying. And, and they would, they would start talking and the professor, he would cross his legs and cross his arms and look mad in the face. And those, those people would always almost lose their train of thought about what they were trying to say. And it was kind of funny, but, but it kind of left an impression. And sometimes whenever someone comes to talk to us, we can kind of give them the same idea if we're not careful. And the first thing I think that's dangerous is thinking that where people are just so simple, that it's just a simple problem. If you just figure this out, you'd get over it. Well, if it were that's easy, they probably wouldn't be asking you for help. They probably wouldn't even, and you know, sometimes they're not coming, hey, help me, but, they're, but they may even be talking over lunch and they're going through a struggle in their life and they bring something up. They probably wouldn't be bringing it up if it was simple because then it wouldn't be a problem. See, sometimes when people are the closest to the situation, it's the hardest to see. That's why it's important. The Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counselors. But sometimes when we're so close to the situation, our emotions start getting involved. And, you know, it's like our emotional brain kicks in and our logical brain kicks out. So it's not a simple problem all the time. If it was simple, like I said, they'd already done it. If it's simple as turn on a light switch, they'd turn the light switch on, but they're usually stuck or they wouldn't be mentioning it. The first thing is don't think everything is simple. You know, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, lives inside of us as believers, and he has knowledge that we don't have. He knows things about people that we don't know. And so instead of thinking, well, this is a simple problem here, you know, the rule is, you know, you've heard it. Whenever you, the, you know, a first impression will never be forgotten. Well, let me say this. The first thing you think of to tell someone, you probably shouldn't say. The first thing that comes to your mind, you think you should probably reserve on. You should probably hold that thought. Let them talk a little bit. Ask them. I, I do this to people. I say, can you tell me more about that? Or am I hearing you right? You know, that's one of the basic attending skills of being able to talk to people. They talk to you. And by the way, married couples and, and by, my wife will listen to this. So uh, so I, it goes both ways. But we've tried to do better with each other of when she says something or I say something then she can repeat back to me what I'm saying. And we, we started that years ago. Instead of jumping to a conclusion on what they said, say, hey, am I hearing you right? Is this what you're saying? And, and I've had people, I, I'm sure that's what they said. The the time to hear them. And, and that's, I'm sure that's what they said, but they say, no, that's not what I said at all. You didn't understand what I was saying. I'll say, well, then could you repeat it to me again? And sometimes it takes two or three times because they're, they're emotional. They're sad. They're angry, whatever it is. And so they have a hard time because that emotional brain is so kicked in that. And then when you repeat it back to them, they're like, no, that's not what I'm feeling. That's not what I'm saying.
So listen to them enough and repeat back to them what they say and don't d- jump to conclusions. But also one of the things you need to remember is, is since we're a complicated people and there's complicated matters, sometimes we just frankly don't have the time to talk to them about it. One of the rules is I don't respond to a counseling issue or a life problem. I don't respond to those things over text message or email. I don't. I'll, I may I may say, hey, you know, here's the first thoughts, but I don't feel that I'm able to give you the proper time on this. Can we meet sometime? Can we get together? And that may be an inconvenience for people, but really, if people just want to text you about a problem, they're probably not ready to give you the amount of time it's going to take to understand it, so you just will not help them anyway. And and basically, I say, can we set up a meeting time at the church or can we go out to eat for lunch, you know, depending on the need that it is or what that it is and who it is. And so I say, I'm because I'm not able to give you the proper time at this time. I think we're in danger. Even the few people that are in our life, I think we're in danger of rushing over problems and jumping to conclusions and really doing more harm than good. Because Jesus took the time for people everywhere he went. They followed him. They flocked after him and he gave them the time. He, he When he was tired, when he was weary, when he had just crossed the lake, he gets out of the boat, he goes to the other side and there's a demon act. He'd went to rest and he was he was a, he was demon possessed man and he gave him the time and then the demon man was found sitting and he was teaching him. And and you see Jesus constantly taking the time out for people. And in our society, we'll want fast food answers. But really, uh, you know, people are, they're, they're a long prepared meal. You know, I tell people a lot of times, let's talk about this later. And by the way, it took you 25 years to get in this mess. Let's give this some time and have God help us. And one of the parts about not jumping to quick conclusions is how I help this is, is I talk to myself. I have to, as a preacher, I have to say, hey, don't hurry up and answer them. I mean, you, they may have just heard me preach for 45 minutes. And then a lot of times that's whenever I preach is when they want to come up and talk to me afterward because God's moved on their heart. And I mean, I, they heard me for 45 minutes and they're still having some questions or some issues. So I'll listen to them, but I won't jump to a conclusion and I won't say, hey, I just preached about that. I'll listen to him and I'll ask God, God, would you help me? I know it sounds simple. I know it's nothing revolutionary, but I say, God, help me, help me to hold my tongue. Help me, Lord, and help me to say what you want me to say. Because when I say something, if I I can talk for an hour and a half and do very little good, I know that's shocking to you. Some of you listen to me right now, but I can talk for a long time and not do much good if I'm not careful. But when God talks, he can say one sentence. God sometimes speaks to me with one word, and that one word changes me. See, if we can draw from the throne of God and hear what God wants us to say, it's life-changing. Brothers and sisters, I've experienced it. This is experiential in my life. Not every day, but several times a week. And sometimes, several times a day, when you sit down to talk to someone and you hear the voice of God, I've seen people change from stoic and and angry to broken and tears fill up in their eyes because it's the voice of God. Out of our bellies flow rivers of living water, and people want to tap into that. They want to hear the word of God, and sometimes through their circumstance, maybe through oppression, 
maybe through severe trauma, they can't hear God. Some people I've talked to has been saved for 10 years and can say, I haven't ever really heard God. Now, you know, I'm not talking about an audible voice, but I'm talking about small impressions. And I'm constantly saying, God, help me to help this person. I have all these tools and all these ideas of how to help people. And I place them at the, in my tool belt and I put them down there through life experience and all those other tools that I have. But I still place them in that tool belt and say, God, give me the word to say before I jump to my hammer, before I jump to my screwdriver, before I jump to my, you know, you just need to do this. God, what do you want me to say? Because that's where the gifts of God can come alive. See, we can help people, encourage people, give them the word that they need. It might be a word of prophecy, a word of encouragement that says, you know, God wants me to say to you, you're going to be all right. See, that's a gift right there straight from God. And that can be better than anything that we can do. And so hesitate a little bit, give them time. And if you don't have time, tell them, I don't have the time. And then, but when you do have it in a place that you can really be frank, really be real and really a place conducive to the spirit of God moving. And I know that's hard and I, and I know it's not easy, but it isn't easy. You know, ministry isn't easy. I've, I've used to work uh, in the oil field before I quit here a year and a half ago. And I worked in the oil field and I'd work 60, 70 hours a week. And it was hot and it was greasy and I was tired. And I'd come home, I'd get dressed real quick and, you know, I'd throw on a shower. And the last thing I wanted to do was go to the church, but I had appointments. And I'd schedule my appointments two or three hours, four hours at a time. And I'd go up to the church in the evening. And, and but I would sit down and I would give those people time. And, and, and sometimes some of those people, People are, are some of the greatest people in our church. Some of those people went on to start ministries of their own. And you know what? The golden rule is no matter what you're doing, if you're talking to them at home, if you're talking to them at the workplace, if you're talking to them over Brahms, when you're helping people and they want advice, the golden rule is just do no harm. Do no harm. I think the greatest harm is that we don't ever learn. We don't ever try. You know, we don't try enough because we don't think we're competent. Well, if the spirit of God's in you, he's got all the resources you need. You've got everything you need for life and godliness, the Bible says. And so all the issues of life are that God has it all figured out. You know, I've had preconceived ideas of of, of meeting with people, and I've thought I, I maybe know their life. I may know them through church. I may know them through what someone said years ago, and I may think, man, I know what I need to say. But I've already messed up because I haven't asked God. I've already thought I knew what they needed, but I didn't know what they needed. Many times I thought people needed mercy and God, God told me to, you know, shuck down the corn with them, if you will. And sometimes I've thought, man, I need to shuck down the corn. These people, they need to get over this. And guess what? God says, no, give them mercy. And so see, then we can be like Jesus. He was with the woman caught in adultery and he was drawn in the dirt and said, he who has has no sin cast the first stone and he can look at the pharisees and say to them in the next sentence the next paragraph he can say you know you're dinner whitewashed tombs or whatever he can you know he rebukes them so i'll be ready to rebuke in one sentence but i'll be ready to give mercy in the other sentence you know i don't do a lot of rebuking but i'm using that because jesus did it he took each situation every person he was attending to them he he, he looked to their needs he looked at what he could do for them, and he'd done the best that he could do with every situation. He was human, too. He got tired, too. 
but he gave people time. And the greatest thing we can do is give people our time and do no harm. That's the golden rule. And I don't think there's many Christians that are intentionally going to hurt people. They ought not be. And I just still have faith in the human race. I do, especially in Christians, because they are to be. And God communicates to them and they can help people. They can attend to people. We need That's what discipleship is, giving them your time, giving them your day. So I pray no matter what you do, no matter who crosses your path, whether it be at work, whether it be at church, whether someone grabs a hold of you at home and says, hey, let's talk about this. I got an issue. I hope that you use some basic skills. You know, don't jump to quick conclusions. Understand people are complicated people. Listen to the voice of God for what God would have you to tell them. Try not to get caught up into their emotion and the emotion of it and try to think objectively, even if it's if it's your spouse. Think objectively. Say, Lord, help me to get outside of this and hear what they're trying to say. And I'm telling you, we'll be more effective. We'll be more effective in the kingdom of God, especially if we hear from the master and from God. And, you know, give people your time. You know, God asks of of a lot of things. A lot of people say, well, I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, what you have is time. We say we don't, but we have time. We have time to give people. And by the way, let's be a student of the Bible, a student of learning. I read the Bible and I read other books and I try to stay up on helping people. And we go to seminar every year, Ann and I do, to be able to help people, to be able to learn because I don't have all the information. I've not only counseled people, been counseled myself many times. You know, it's a shame that we're not more open about that and we don't share more about that. But the reason I started ever counseling people in the first place and and even started doing the work in the church was because me and my wife ended up going to counseling because we needed some help. And I mean, you, you wouldn't believe how much that I learned just through that process that I thought was just going to be for me. And so share from your experiences. Be careful not to get down in the mud with someone you're trying to help. You can share from your experiences if it's going to help them. That's the rule. If they're coming to you for help, they've already acknowledged that you have some information they don't have. So if I've been through a struggle in my life, I'll say, hey, I've been through this before and here's what I did. I don't share from my experiences just to tell them about my failures. That's a rule. They have problems of their own. They don't need, you know, they're, they're telling us their issues. They don't need dumped on by us. You know, I do have people that I can share things with personally with, but sometimes the worst thing we can do, if you ever went up to someone and said, Hey man, I got this going on. They'll say, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I've got, I've got this and that and this, and man, they give you a list as long as your leg. And you're like, dang dude, I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I feel sorry for here. Let me pray for you. You know, you went to talk to them and, and you left feeling like, man, you're they have to really help them we don't want to do that to people we want to but we do want to share personal stuff but we want to share it when it pertains to what can help them and that's what we want to share it but god bless you friends i hope this can be some help to your ministry and until next time god bless you